Tech is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the intersections of technology and ministry. It is part of the podcast network sponsored by Wells, the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Our show today is hosted by Martin Spriggs and Sally Draper. Welcome to Wells Tech, everyone. We are coming to you from the Wells National Conference on Lutheran Leadership, and we got three of us here tonight to talk about all the exciting things we've been experiencing this week. I'm Sally Draper, regular uh, co-host of Wells Tech, and I'm here with Martin Spriggs, my partner in crime. Hey, everybody, and we are in the Grand Ballroom at the Hilton Hotels in downtown Chicago for this conference, um, and we have a special guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, friend of ours as, as well. We just didn't pick him up off the street. Um, Dan Retzloff. Welcome, Dan. And thanks for inviting. Dan, you are the um, Director of Software Services for our team, and you've been with us for about a little over a year now, right? That's correct, okay. yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll dive into why you're here. So, I, so a little bit about the background. They've been talking a lot about today in the conference about what's your DNA. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so... I guess a little bit about background. Um, uh, born in born into the Wells, uh, I was raised in uh, Lamira, Wisconsin, where my father was the pastor at St. John's Lutheran Church in Lamira, and I uh, went to uh, high school at Winnebago Lutheran Academy. So, and then from there, I went into uh, uh, tech school to learn about computer programming, and uh, IT has been my career since that time. Um, I uh, had a stint where I worked at Quad Graphics. Uh, printing facility in Lamira, and I worked in the automation team there. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, I worked at Trek uh, Bicycle Corporation in Waterloo. Uh, we worked on a point-of-sale system that we sold to independent bicycle dealers. And then uh, most recently, right before I came to work at the, the CMM office, uh, I worked for the Department of Public Instruction, the Wisconsin State Agency on Education. Uh, there I was the director of software uh, services or software development as well. Mm-hmm. A um, little bit of a bigger team. I had about 35, 36 folks on the team. And uh, now coming to, to a synod of team of five of us all together. So um, it's, it's been, a, been a change, but I really like it. I like going back to a small team. So. What was kind of um, your, what we'll talk a little bit about the conference here in a minute, just to kind of follow up on your transition from DPI, State mm-hmm, of Wisconsin, mm-hmm. to Wells. What was kind of one of the big decision factors or a couple of the decision factors that made you move from from that kind of position, which is kind of a cool spot, mm-hmm. to you know, a team a tenth the size. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, th- th- there's a number of things. Uh, number one is I was always has been interested in trying to get more involved in ministry in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, there was even one time when I was working at Quad Graphics where I was seriously considering about um, taking on a pastor track, and uh, but the the whole idea of uh, um, learning all the different languages just didn't, didn't settle with mm-hmm. me. I like computer languages, not, okay. not Hebrew and Greek. <laughs> um, so always uh, the idea of getting into ministry. Um, also, too, uh, when um, basically this position kind of came uh, available, it was uh, brought to my attention from another friend and uh, um, didn't really think about, is now the time to look for another position or not? And uh, it actually was a, a blessing because it made me evaluate uh, where I was and what I was doing, and if that's really I could could uh, be a best service um, 
in my vocation. And uh, I thought at that time, this, this is a, a way to get into ministry. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, there's a lot of good memories that I've had at all the places I've worked at. And I feel like the Lord placed me and blessed me in different times of my life. And then those were places where I need to be in that time of my life. And mm-hmm. um, now I get to work with a great team and support ministry. That's awesome. So you come to us from Columbus, Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about your church and family there. Sure. So I'm a member at Zion Lutheran Church in Columbus. Uh, we've been members there since 2000 when we moved to the Back city of the Columbus. Day. Yes. Uh, so, so my wife and I, and I moved there when we got married. And we moved to Columbus. Uh, my wife, by the way, is, is Becky Retzloff. And <laughs> we met in high school at Winnebago Lutheran Aww. Academy. And uh, uh, we moved to Columbus because my wife was going to University of Wisconsin-Madison. And I had my job at the, up in the Myra. And that was halfway in the middle. <laughs> and it was basically just picked for location of um, splitting up the commute. Uh, but then since then, uh, we, we, we stayed there. <laughs> and uh, we raised our family there. We've been blessed with two daughters. Uh, one is a, a sophomore at Lakeside Lutheran High School. And another one is a, a, a freshman at uh, University of Minnesota Crookston. A long way so, away. A long huh? way away. It's <laughs> okay. very far. When people ask where Crookston is, I say just find the North Pole. And it's just a little <laughs> bit south of that. Yeah. It's uh, it's north of Fargo. It's way up there. Um, okay. yeah, so. Very good. And you serve as your congregational president. Yeah, so currently I serve as a congregational president for about one more week, and then my term is up. (laughs) So uh, on Sunday our our congregation will have its annual voters meeting, and I'll be electing a new president. Obviously big into congregational leadership. You understand what it takes, and Mm -hmm. I assume that's why you're here? Yeah, it's, it's kind of twofold. So um, I'm interested in, you know, how can I, what are some tidbits of advice I can pick up to help serve our congregation in Zion? And what are some tidbits that I can pick up to um, serve the ministry we're doing at, at the CMM office? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of different things that the software services team does, a team of talented individuals that do a lot of behind the scenes work that make things run. And there's a lot of work that goes into maintaining those things and making them more efficient. Um, but I'm also interested in the long-term future, uh, or long-term vision of uh, what, what are things we can do to help better serve the schools and churches in our synod. So, yeah. A lot of people interested in that response, so that's a good thing. Um, so here we are. We, we made it to Chicago. We've actually made it through probably more than half of the conference. We have another half day left tomorrow, but I'm kind of feeling information overload at this point. It's been quite a busy uh, day and a half of conference with Mm -hmm. a few of our friends, 1,300 people gathered here. And I think one of our goals tonight was just to kind of reflect a little bit on some of the things that um, we've seen and done. So first day was very focused on large group sessions. There were three different keynotes, just really amazing information Mm -hmm. shared. Um, and um, worship with communion with 1,300 of our friends. That was super special. Mm -hmm. And then today, all day long, breakout sessions. So maybe you guys can tell us what some exciting things you've done. I I think just starting the the day off with the worship that they did was, how many people were in the room? 1,300 some people and up. And everybody singing it. That was was pretty neat. Chills. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. When you looked at the offerings for the workshops and the keynotes, um, 
different ones resonated with you, I'm assuming. So what, what stood out? Yeah, I took kind of a, a wide different selection, I would say, um, all over the board. It's not just focused in, in one area. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of, There's a lot of uh, workshop uh, sessions out there that are available, that, and they all seem interesting, so I'm looking forward afterwards and finding some of the uh, uh, presentation notes and things like that were, yeah. that were in some and of them. And you and Becky split up. We did, yeah. Today we split up. So, yeah, my, my wife, Becky, I didn't explain before, but she is the uh, finance director at Lakeside Lutheran High okay. School in Lake Mills. So um, we came here together. She came focusing on how, um, you know, she can better serve at Lakeside and mm-hmm. me, how I can better serve at our congregation and the synods. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any nuggets mm-hmm. that, you've, that you've packed away and you're going to take back? Yes. Um, trying to get them all and digest them all <laughs> in mm-hmm. a way is going to be a challenge because mm-hmm. it, was, it was information overload, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, some, some things that just kind of popped in my head from the sessions today, um, I went uh, to a session on, you know, rethinking church governance, and you were, you were in there with me as yep. well. And I thought that was good, um, talking about how some congregations are kind of going at it a little bit differently than the traditional board structures that they've had in place for, you know, a couple centuries, right? And um, uh, talking about it, my takeaway was how can you, better structure some of your church governance and decisions um, and, the, and the way you get more people involved, but specifically in how you make it more inclusive for, for women to get involved in your ministry uh, while still abiding to the uh-huh. biblical principles. Yeah. I was in a related one that talked about as you move towards more men and women working together in the church, how they communicate mm-hmm. and how their styles are different. I Man, it hit all the nails on the head. I think it applied to our team um, for work as well as um, in the church. But uniquely, our boards and committees and things of the church have traditionally been men. Mm-hmm. So it would be a lot different than the business side where you typically mix and stuff. So mm-hmm. they said women thought like spaghetti and men thought like waffles. So mm-hmm. if you stick with that, women are all over the board and connecting things and men are very compartmentalized and targeted on one thing. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that was a pretty good nugget to take mm-hmm. away. <laughs> one thing that occurred to me, and this is probably good for all of us to, to remember, is that every congregation is different. You know, we have our own congregational experiences, so mm-hmm. we think all congregations are kind of like us, even mm-hmm. if we have previous congregational experience. Mm-hmm. The one that, you know, I just left a congregation that I'd been at for 18 years, so I thought, mm. you know, this is the way church is. Even though I do visit a lot of churches, there, there's nothing like being in them and then hearing from the leaders mm-hmm. what's really going on there and the needs that they have and the challenges that they have. And it just gives you more to pray for. You know, mm-hmm. there's certainly opportunities all across the board, but uh, the application of some of the things, the tools that we're learning about and some of the principles that they're sharing are going to be different. Right, um, right. And we're all going to be kind of applying them and we think, how is this going to work with the people that I serve mm-hmm. and in the location that I serve? Mm-hmm. And uh, that God has placed us in different places and given mm-hmm. us those gifts. So. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. true. One thing I didn't see a lot of or hear a lot of was technology. Mm-hmm. We had to kind of acknowledge that on the Wells Tech podcast, but I think we are at a point where technology is a given and that we are definitely tasked with using it for the best of ministry. And so um, with that being said, then how do we structure mm-hmm. our ministry and things? So yeah, one that thing was interesting. that came out in one of the workshops that I was in was the importance of 
a tool like uh, a church database, you know, mm -hmm. Member 360, you know, was the tool that they were using uh, just to keep track of Bible information class mm -hmm. activity and prospect management and just the importance of kind of staying on top of that mm -hmm. and also the importance of having somebody who knows that and mm -hmm. is comfortable with that. Um, so I think there's, I think you're right. Technology isn't a course of study at this point. It's, right. It has to be a part of what you do, Absolutely. which uh, is a challenge for us to figure out, you know, what takes, what gets them over that hump to, to make that an effective use of technology versus mm -hmm. it's just thrown into the mix because it's supposed to be there, but how do you really take advantage of it? Mm -hmm. Very true. Yeah. One, Very of, true. one of the discussions I had was, I believe it was one of the pastors from St. Peter's in Milwaukee, and, and and along the lines of you know, having the data available to know their their membership and to be able to um, use different reporting to help make business or not business decisions, but decisions on how to go about right. uh, prioritizing ministry needs. Yep. So this percentage of church has not attended physically and in, in been in a worship service since COVID. And this one, this percentage is, has. And, you know, how do you um, go out and figure out how your ministry yep. is going to be executed if you don't have some of that information at yep. hand? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Analytics, data analytics yep. are <laughs> mm -hmm. value in the, in the church as well. So. Yeah. Very um, good. I heard things on small group ministry. I heard things on youth-focused ministry, but making it more intergenerational. Um, Again, men and women type um, topics. And then I the one that ended my day was really interesting about doing secular nonprofit volunteer work as a congregational objective to just be in the community and rubbing shoulders with people and letting your light shine. Yep. And just a lot of really neat examples of that. Um, one group just gives out the programs at the state rodeo. And they're wearing their church shirts, mm -hmm. so their church shirts are all over the place, but they're just volunteering and, yep. and doing that and letting their lights shine. So, yep. so many really practical and, and exciting things that people are doing and sharing. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. one of the benefits of a conference with 1,300 people. True. There's 1,300 experiences, 1,300 stories, mm -hmm. you know, ideas, etc. Mm -hmm. so. um, one neat fact, I think that they said about 52% of the people here are lay people. Lay people. Right. Wasn't that exciting yeah, to hear that, that um, the lay people really engaged in this and are here to support the ministry. It's not just the pastors having to do all the work. Conference, yeah. mm -hmm. Every three years, so if you're not here this year, uh, you've got a chance in, in a few <laughs> years. It's very well done, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. Accommodations are great and a fairly reasonable price, too, for, for all that you're getting. We have a few minutes left, Dan, so let's talk a little bit about your day job. Sure. Um, software services mm -hmm. uh, for technology at the Senate office. What does that look like? What do you spend your time doing? So what do I spend my time doing? What does well, your team it's a, spend it's their time doing? <laughs> it's yeah. a variety of, of, of things, but really, um, I guess if you were to, to uh, narrow it down into a confined statement, it's we support the database of everything Wells data. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so a, a lot of that is um, what I've learned we call it's Wells source, right? And uh, we keep track of souls, souls that are called workers in our synod. And um, uh, not only just the, the called workers in our synod uh, and those who have been trained as pastors and teachers, but uh, also um, uh, the family members that are part of the different benefits that they receive as, as part of being a called worker that's uh, supported through their congregations. So um, 
we do things that are based around this well source database that does reporting. Um, there's different pieces of that and components, and one of those is the, the call system that the district presidents use to help create finalized call lists that they send to congregations. Uh, just the basic maintaining of contact data um, and uh, like service data, who is served where at what time, uh, when are they eligible for calls, when are they eligible for certain benefits, all those types of things. Yeah. Keeps things humming along and creation of call lists. Creation uh, of call lists, yeah. Keep mm -hmm. that engine running as well. Which yep. is very complicated process to yes, figure out yeah. who's eligible, who's not, who's a, who might be a good fit, yep. you know, who, who might not be. That's all yep. analytics. That's all data-driven. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so um, I kind of play the role of I'm the, the director of the team, but I also kind of jump in and, and do wherever the team needs help to keep things moving along. Uh, one of the main goals or roles that I'll do is kind of like a, a scrum master. We use a, and our agile development, we use a scrum framework to, uh, it's a project you know, methodology to plan and prioritize our work and execute our work. Uh, so I kind of manage that, that role and making sure that we're humming along and that our processes are, are good. There's not things getting in the way. Uh, people aren't getting held up on problems. Um, so if there's a problem, we want to smash it as fast as we can. <laughs> All right. So then uh, the other part I'll do is uh, if the team needs help uh, testing certain things of the mm -hmm. software that have been developed. Um, and then in some cases, I, I like to dive in and get my hands dirty and code myself. So sure. uh, doing a couple bug fixes here and there lately and diving into some new technology trends that could help us in the future. But, uh, so, but it's myself. And then Sally's on our team, and Sally's the jack of all trades on the team. Uh, she's been doing database administration work for us. Um, she does analysis work up front to figure out what needs to get done and why and how could we do that. And I think she's she'd an do excellent that tester. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That part of it. I love the data, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have uh, Tom uh, Lukey and Nicole Grenia, who mm -hmm. are excellent developers on the team. Mm -hmm. And our newest addition comes from uh, Burton, Michigan, mm -hmm. and that is Tammy Meyer. And she's going to um, do kind of a jack of all trades, too, where she will be doing testing. Uh, but her main goal uh, as she works into this role is kind of figuring out as uh, work gets assigned to us down the pipe, breaking it down into chunks of pieces um, and deciding how we're going to kind of work on certain things and developing certain features. Mm -hmm. Well, we're happy that you decided to come on oh, board. Me too. Definitely. Um, it's a fantastic team. Yeah, mm -hmm. appreciate what you do and uh, blessings on your continued work. And great that you could be here too and join us. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, experience uh, 1300 other wells members oh, that are kind of after the same thing right yeah, yeah. it's it's been great um, really encouraging for yeah. sure all right uh, thanks dan <laughs> thank you very much so sally that's going to about do it for episode what number 698 698 we soon. we couldn't figure out how to get 700 on this that one been but exciting. yeah oh, wow. anyway we were really uh pleased that we could get dan on and you know in this beautiful venue um uh, kind of a neat, uh, we try and do this on special events where yeah. Sally and I at least are in the same place, same time. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen all the time. You'll know, probably do that at convention yeah. Yeah, in Saginaw this summer. Um, but looking forward to episode 700 and a couple episodes next week, next yeah. time. Actually, it is next week, Mark, Okay. we kind of delayed right. things to make this fit. So we're going to get back on schedule. Hopefully next week you'll be getting 
episode 699, and that will feature our friends Jason and Rachel for an EdTech discussion. We've actually been doing this Incredibles of EdTech, and it'll be our third in this series, and this time focusing on Violet, the invisible daughter, and the invisible but needed components of EdTech. So that's quite a teaser for you, but tune in next week for more Incredibles of EdTech. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Wish you could be here with us. Maybe some of you are. Uh, <laughs> I've talked to some of you, I know. Um, thank you, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.